What's good, bro? What's up? <laughs> I'll, we'll get started, bro. We'll get straight into it. I'll just introduce the show, and then I'll give it over to you to introduce yourself. Sweet. Kia ora, everyone. Uh, welcome to another show, uh, another episode, I should say, of Chopping It Up. Today, we have a, a very, very special guest, one of the best young players in New Zealand, someone who's been around the world for basketball, uh, played at the University of Washington, a highly touted university, and is currently with the New Zealand Breakers. So welcome on the show, Sam. How's it going? Appreciate it, man. Appreciate your time. I know you're very busy. Um, we'll get straight into it, man. Talk about your, your journey and, and how you got into basketball. Um, for me, it was pretty, you know, I'd say as normal as anyone else's. I think I because dad played rugby, I had a rugby ball put in my hands as soon as I could walk sort of thing. But like I was a sporty kid growing up, so just kind of, me and my mates at primary school would play every sport there was. And then I just kind of got to, I think, I never took basketball seriously. Like, I played mini ball, but that was about it. And then right. I think for under-15 trials for Otago, my best mate was going because he was legit. Like, he was <laughs> back in the day. And um, he was like, bro, going to come to Otago, like, basketball trials. And I was like, oh, yeah, I like basketball. And then it just kind of went from there. So, um Talk about that Otago boys team you're a part of too. I had um George Robinson on the show the other day. Oh, real? Oh, yeah. yeah. And he, he was reminiscing a little bit about it. So that was a special yeah. team, right? Oh, for sure, man. That was still to this day winning that um winning that titles right up there in terms of like my highlights of my basketball. Sure. Um, like, and I think what was cool about it is that I'd say seventy percent of that team that I. Uh, that won that tournament was at that same like under <laughs> under fifteen trial that oh. I you know like so it was like all right. The day, right from day one it was the same core group of guys that just loved to hoop and would show up every day at training you know Sparky Dick obviously did like a he put right. in so many hours with us every morning yeah so it was like what made it that much more special was that you know also coming from a place that no one expected it right from because I, I I didn't even realize this but we were talking about it at um practice the other day breakers and they were like it's the only I was either tw- the last 20 or 10 years one of those two the only right. team not from Auckland to win nationals wow that's a crazy stat yeah and I didn't, I didn't even realize but it was literally and it was just all the all the boys that we just love to play in there I guess we get right. so deep as a team like every mm. one all the way down to the bottom of the bench just had that like basic skill set knew our plays that we played as a team and we gelled and got it done yeah, you guys beat a stack ranking team that year too, so. Bro, <laughs> they were so sick. And we were getting, well, they were destroying us in the first half and then something, <laughs> we just had an unreal third quarter and then it was just, right. it was like a 30 to 6 third quarter or something and then we Crazy. just carried that momentum all the way to the chip. <laughs> That's dope. I'll talk about after high school, Sam, and, you know, I just wanted to know, like, how was your college experience at, at UW being able to play with, you know, such a high-level program and, and so many talented players? Um, man, college is so, had so many dimensions to that experience for me as like a person, as a basketball player, mm. everything, like it was so much, so much learning, like aside from the, just like the inherent development you're going to get from playing around guys that are that level and that, like that talented and have that level of like dedication to the game and that work ethic, right. you, you kind of pick up on that innately anyway, but mm. um, I think like it was my first college was my first real basketball adversity. 
like right. basically right. I made the B team for that first trial that I talked about, and, but kind of <laughs> ever, ever since then, I never missed out on a team that I played for. I pretty much mm. started on almost every team um, that I expected to start on. I got minute like like I'd never, um, I, I never like like I'm underperforming or like I'm in a situation where like the coaches don't really see that much potential in me. Right. You know, like, and obviously like the first couple of years, it was, it was like pretty good. You know, my freshman year was pretty standard for a freshman. And then Mm -hmm. when Coach came in and I wasn't, he, I wasn't someone he recruited or, you know, whether or not outwardly it was said, um, I just wasn't someone that he saw as important to develop my skill set or my understanding of the game for the success of the game. And that was, and, and I think kind of what you're saying, how like I was surrounded by so much talent, I think I kind of let that in and of itself kind of into like a false sense of like I'm doing real well. Like I'm surrounded mm-hmm. by all this like talent and all these really good basketball players. Right. And all that. So that, that's got to mean that I'm like getting better and growing and I'm at this level, right? Like, right. but I think without kind of knowing it, I was kind of getting... I was like missing out on learning and developing because I was in, I was around like a bunch of other guys who, right. you know, were playing more minutes than I was getting more attention from the coaches. And instead of kind of like taking ownership of that journey for myself and ensuring that I was like chasing the extra workouts and like learning, right. and wanting to keep fighting for that position, just because I was in that environment, I kind of let that be good enough. And I kind of felt right. like, with my own development mm. so but like at the same and then in my life that was when I kind of clicked that I'd been kind of coasting for the last two years right with you know um obviously Isaiah, Isaiah Stewart's an incredible basketball player I think he got all all sec- second all rookie team or something like that right but like that um you know how the I, 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 I told you the story about my number right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that way my number and that was kind of what hit home to me that I've been like kind of just leaving you know everything in the hands of the coaches and like if the if one day the coaches wanted to play me 20 minutes and guess I'd be stoked and happy and if one day they decided not to then I'd be like down and like you know you know thinking negatively about my just as a player so like it was that it was that um kind of that clicked for me to be like right I need to take all that into my own hands like so uh, man it was a lot of ups and downs and but I think you know obviously I got way better as a basketball player in terms of you know the innate things that you pick up from being in that environment and I also Mm. grew but I think tenfold what I got out of it was you know the the lessons I learned as to where I need to like everything needs to be internal for me like your motivation your self-worth your all that so the learning that I got out of it was just you know indispensable that's awesome. Now, that's awesome. I love the, the honesty and, and, and how vulnerable you are talking about that because it's not as glamorous as I think a lot of kids uh, picture it before they go over there. And I had um, Zay on the show a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, yeah, I saw he, that. he summed it up by saying, like, college is the best and worst experience you'll ever have. And <laughs> <laughs> in, in one sentence, I couldn't say a bit of, bit of myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's how he summed it up. And it's crazy to hear your story. And, and obviously, you and I have had plenty of chats you know off record but even mm-hmm. i've seen like your maturity from since you've been back you know what i mean and, and you can tell now your purpose is different and, and you've matured a lot since those days so that's awesome yeah and it, like it's it is 
and as easy to and that's what how you're saying it's not as glamorous as it looks like you know mm. when you know your mates that are getting drafted and people are people are come back home and people are like oh what was Markel Fultz like oh mm. what was Matisse like what was Jaden McDaniels like oh what was it like playing in Madison Square Garden like all those questions are things that make you feel good as a person talking about that stuff making you feel like you're a part of it but at the same time, it's nothing to do with actually how you're developing as a person or right. a player yourself. So it's kind of like misleading if you if you you know let yourself get lost in the source. Right, that's awesome stuff, man. Yeah. Um, talk about your your tall black experience. Like obviously, you had been playing for the junior teams growing up your whole life, and how much did you learn from that experience and, and playing in hostile environments? Um, I think oh that like. That stuff is like that is like the pinnacle of basketball for for me is like playing. Yeah. And twenty, I think it was twenty eighteen, in between my sophomore and junior year of college, I'd kind of been like the first two years of college. I'd definitely been all kind of caught up in the American basketball system, and then I was I got offered to come trial for that that young tall black squad that went to Lebanon for the FIBA Asia Cup, and I was able to play for that, and that was just like just kind of like reset my spirit, bro. Like the, like oh. being Kiwis, you know, you know, it's the, the, like the main difference that like always pops into my head is mm. in the bus on the way to games in college, everyone's got their own headphones in. Everyone's like super mm. like game face, just like stern as hell. And like, and then this is going to like, we're about to go play a low D1 team that our school probably paid a <laughs> million dollars for us to come pump them. Right, <laughs> everyone's got that vibe. Whereas, like on the way to, like a the semi final against Australia at the FIBA Asia Cup, everyone's playing like jams. The whole bus is singing. It's just like it's so, dope. Like, it's just dope vibes, and it's like it's a you feel like you're a part of a actual because right. and college and um, professional teams. Everyone's there for a bag, but right. like right and international basketball everyone's there to play for the pride of their country so it's kind of like mm. a level a level playing field in terms of what everyone's stakes are what everyone's invested in it for so it's right. I, international basketball is awesome it's like that's the purest basketball you'll get after high school right that's dope i love that response even when i asked ross McMains the other day i asked him like he's worked for the knicks and for the warriors and, and the g league and i just asked him like what's been one of your favorite memories so far and, he like undoubtedly said like coaching the tall blacks like that's hands down oh, yeah. and because of the same reasons like the vibes and just the energy you get from being a kiwi you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I like and I because obviously um, Matisse played for Australia yes, and yes. the Olympics and I would I kind of had a feeling that he would have that same experience. So like when I talked to him, I was like, "Bro, how are you finding it?" And he's like, yeah. I can love it." Like, you know. <laughs> And obviously, like, he's got an Australian passport, so, like, and he lived in Australia for, like, how many years growing up. Right. But, so, but it's not like that's his country. He's grown up in and loves to bits, but it's just the, the it's a different, it almost feels like he, like a different sport. It's right. Like, he said, like, you know, it's not, you know, the drama about Ben Simmons versus Joel Embiid and right. get paid what and who's going to get traded. It's just everyone's there for the love of the game and for the, to play for their country. So, right. It's, it's, yeah, that's it's, the... That's cool that you and him can share those experiences too. Yeah, as, as, and it's cool to see that like someone like him, who's on, you know, however much he's making in the league, can come play for Australia and that be like the best experience, his best right. experience he's had for so long. You know, like it, yeah, it really kind of 
paints the picture of what's important or like where the enjoyment comes from. For sure, for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Sam, talk about people who influence you, like obviously in, in basketball, but just like in, in life general. Um, I think the people who, inf- who have influenced me most mm. in my career are people that are able to be in that competitive space where it's like everyone's going to try and, you know, obviously make a career, make a living in the sure. high school, whether it's, for, you know, basketball, whether it's college, NBA, um, you know, AMBL, NZMBL, in those environments where everyone's trying to make a living, but they're still, but they're still able to genuinely care about individuals and are willing to give their time to help other people just for the love of it. Right. So, like, for me personally, there's a guy, his name's David Alamy in college. He was a he was on the golf team or something like that. He was a coach for the golf team. Oh, but wow. he's just, like, real, real and, like, loves um, how the brain works and how people's, like, mental health is affected by sport and how you can, like, by your brain to, like, your perspective and all that sort of stuff. And right. he came and, you know, just kind of, one day I saw him around the gym and he'd like went and talked to, he talked to one of my teammates or something like that. And I saw him. So they were sitting like on top of our arena. Right. They were there for like um, 15 minutes or something like that. It wasn't nothing crazy. It was just kind of catching up with him. And then the next day he walked past me. He's like, he's like, Hey Sam, can I grab you for a chat? We'll, you know, we'll talk at the top of the stadium. And I was like, right. Why not? You know, I'll go up there. Yeah. And right. it kind of just started like, very surface level, like how are you doing? What do you what are your experiences like? And then he was just I can't remember what the question was he asked. But I don't know, I sense from this guy that he was literally like all he was there was he just genuinely cared how I was doing. And then we ended up right. talking we were up there for like two hours and just all of this stuff just started coming right. out like from the last two, three hours. I mean sorry, two, three years of like yeah. my college experience and like but real like vulnerable like thought that I had kind of hadn't even acknowledged myself to be real at that point. Right. But it was like, yeah, man, it was just like a real converse, real ass conversation. And like that, that dude, and, you know, we kind of regularly would meet up for sometimes it'd be a 20-minute conversation, sometimes it'd be another, you know, hour and a half, two hours. And But it was just like, and it, it's not even that he was like necessarily knew all the stuff to teach me and had all these like secret gems of, mental mindset stuff to teach literally he cared enough and i could sense that to bring out you know my real thoughts and my real feelings and like right people that are able to do that massive like um seth have you met seth before yeah 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 yeah. he's awesome yeah another guy who's been a massive help for my kind of turnaround from that place i was in in college so that's like yeah people like that like just yeah mad respect for people who are able to do that for other people for sure that's awesome um for those who don't know sam came to speak to my high school boys maybe a month ago now and when you opened up about that sort of stuff sam like the mental battles you're dealing with in college after the talk like a lot of my boys would message me or come up to me and be like damn like he's this big dude who's like a professional basketball player like you wouldn't think anything's like happening with him you know what i mean yeah so to to hear your story they were all like damn like 
it's okay to be vulnerable and to like let your coaches know that like you're not feeling 100 percent today mm. or whatever you know so that's awesome that is all yeah that is awesome. and like that is if i could have one something if i could impact the basketball scene outside of just like contributing on the court that would be like something that i would love to be able to do is kind of like change the narrative to where it is okay so you don't have to bottle that stuff up so that's dope for sure those kids had that reaction and you're already changing it bro so keep it up um i got one more question for you before i let before i do the quick fires it's a a two-part question sam talk about your your nuggets experience this past season you know being the hometown boy coming back and then also your preparations for the breaker season coming up um yep uh i think I mean, I, I think oh, <laughs> I sounded like a broken record almost every interview during that season of me saying this is the most fun I've had in basketball yes. since high school, you know, like, and everyone was asking, you know, what did you do in the off season? Like, what did you do this, you know, to, you know, having this season versus last season? And that was it. That was literally it. It was playing for a team that I cared about performing for, that I knew right. cared for me and I just had, I was literally had no agenda mm. and going on to have fun. And, right. and it's, it's, I hadn't been able to do that. And I would, yep. every, you know, Franklin college, every time I touched the court, I was going into it with, you know, all these expectations that I would myself, you know, right. you need to do this. Like every time you get the ball, you got to try it because, right. you know, if you're, if you're a big, then you would know how I, when I say if I had a dollar for every time someone said, just go rip the room off one time. Like, <laughs> right, you know, right. You know, it's like, I, sometimes that is not just, yeah, it's a good mentality to, to go and dunk everything. But when you're having, just saying, well, like, you know, especially guards, you know, coaches that are guards and never yes. dunk their life, just saying, just dunk it every single time. And it's like, yeah. So it's, right. if you, yeah, so all those expectations of like things I wanted to do and how I wanted to perform or thought I should be performing to feel good about myself, I just let go of all of that stuff and I was just like, yo, I'm going to go out there, have fun, do what I do, and if I give it my best, I'll be good. So awesome. the, the only difference between last yeah. season and that one. Right. That's awesome. Um, and then, and then your, your breakers? Yeah, so that's basically what I'm trying to carry into into this season. And Yes, yes. See, it's, it's going to be in a massively different role to what I had with the Nuggets, obviously being a development player. Um, this is my first season at this level in AMBL. It's yeah. become very apparent <laughs> to me, and if you ask the coaches, they'll tell you the same thing, is that being in Washington in a 2-3 zone uh, <laughs> for, for the last three years has not helped my innate um, instincts for men's <laughs> men. And yeah, it's, but it's like also, it's just stuff like, um, like things that I haven't been taught for, like as in in depth as like for a big as like when you're screening, you read your man's defending it. That'll dictate how you roll or um, right. play. There's plays, but there's also just kind of like sets, and then whatever else happens will dictate what what to do next. And it's for me right now, it's a lot of learning, a lot of thinking. Um, but it's also like a completely new sport. So yes. I'm literally just kind of trying to throw myself at that. And, and as, as is what's going to happen if you're in a, an environment that's at a higher level than you're used to playing at. Yes, for sure. You know, there's going to be like 
mistakes and especially after coming off the season where I was kind of like dominating the whole season right and then going into this there's definitely been times in my head where I'm like damn like what the hell I suck you know like right so it's kind of like it's been a step it's been a good challenge for me to like you know how much have I grown really you know like if I, right. if I go to this go back into this you know almost similar to Washington where I'm lower on the picking order yes and the coaches aren't going to put as much time into me personally because obviously, you know, they've got guys that are going to play a lot more minutes than me and as they should, which is their job to do, they're going to coach those guys and invest in those guys. Am, right. I, still, am I still able to, you know, believe in my abilities as a player, mm. make sure that I'm doing all I need to do to continue to grow, but and also, you know, interact with them, make sure that right. doing what they want me to be doing, keeping up to that level and take personal ownership and not let those mistakes that are going to come yes. in a new environment tear love down that. how I see myself. Right. Love that. I love that because you've also, like you said, had the experience of something similar at Washington and at Franklin. So you're more equipped for it now, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool. It's going to be a cool experience to kind of like, like I said before, be like, yo, so, you know, how much have you really grown? Like if you can get humbled again in a mm. little higher than where you're at, but mm. it's, there's a difference between getting humble and getting your confidence, you know? Like, right, right. Love that. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Sam, we'll finish with some quick fires, bro. So I'll hit you with them right now. A couple of them are from Pave, so um, oh, you'll, <laughs> you'll figure those ones out. Uh, yes, wicked man. Wings or Chicken Nuggets? Wicked Wings. Oh, wicked Wings. Favorite basketball memory so far, if you have one or if you have... Playing for the callbacks. I don't. Your favorite... <laughs> this one's tough. Your favorite teammate all the time. Pave my voice here. You got paid to say that, Pave. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to get some bread for pay for that one because the real life <laughs> is Richard Roger, and everyone knows that. <laughs> Love that. Uh, your, your go-to snack. Um. Oh, that's a that's a tough one. Um. Go-to snack. I was going like tuna on rice wafers recently. Oh, that's not yeah, bad. Right. That's a healthy option too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you enjoy snacks in America? I did. I did. did? Very, very much yeah. to the point where before I started going, hold on, let's start kind of focusing on what I'm eating here. I was probably like almost 130 kgs. <laughs> <That's crazy>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I would come home from training every night and the go-to was um, a pint of the Ben & Jerry's ice cream and a couple of snickerdoodles Ooh. that I chucked in the microwave. Ooh, that's tough. Yeah, that's high level. <laughs> gotta, gotta stay away from that now, though. Oh yeah, no, that's but you know, <laughs> fond memories to look back on. Yeah, uh, winter or summer? Your your goal for the twenty one twenty two season, and before you go, Peyton said, "Win, lol." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what I um, asked him. Yeah, my my goal is just to, yeah, of it knowing that I've gotten better. And regardless of my lesser position than I had in the previous team I played for, I'm not going to think of myself as any lesser. So, love that, man. And then last one, this one's probably easy, South Island or North Island? Come on, I don't even need to answer that. <laughs> yeah, you don't actually. <laughs> hey, Sam, I just wanted to say, man, like, you know, I've known you for a little while now and in that time, you know, I've really appreciated our friendship and I want to say thank you for your time because I know you're busy and you're about to go training soon and I wish you all the best and that you stay physically well and mentally well oh bro same to you 
and I love what you're doing with GRI's stuff. That's awesome. I like from the second I saw it, and I I've, I've said it to you before, but that post where like you and Dom got everyone around, and you were just talking about like right. opening out about mental health and being vulnerable and stuff. Like, yeah, I knew I knew that like what you guys are doing is something that I align with myself like morally and personally on a massive level. So I can't wait to work with you more in the future. For sure. All the best, brother. Take care. Appreciate you. See ya. See ya.